Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you would have your way like never before. I pray that the power of the living God would come in and move like never before. I pray that the spirit of the living God would come in. Even greater to bring your people revelation, bring your people a greater enlightenment and illumination in their hearts and their minds about what you're doing in this hour and in this season. God, hide me behind the cross. Give me access and ability that I may minister in the third heaven and I may rightly divide the word of truth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If I was going to pick a topic, it would be the blind. And I looked up the word blind, and it means unable to see because of injury, disease, or a congenital condition. That means something you were born with. A physical, a, it says a physical abnormality. It's a present from birth of a disease. Blind. Lacking perception, awareness, or discernment. Impossible to see around. I've been in the places now that I used to be blinded by some things, and then now you come into a place of maturity. That's why God is using this thing that's happening now to bring people from out of a baby state into a place of maturity. When you come into a place of maturity, I don't expect Trinity to see what I see because there's two, two different levels. Not just naturally, but a spiritual. Now God is trying to open up some people's eyes because even though they've been in the house of God, they're still spiritually blinded. They're still naturally blinded. Because what you're blinded in spiritually, it's going to overtake your natural sense. And vice versa. Everyone has a blind spot. You just don't see it. I don't care who you are in God, there's always, God doesn't show you everything. That's just impossible in this fallen world that you're just not going to see everything. And a lot of times we're walking around blinded. Huh? We're walking around in a daze. And this is what the Lord gave me this morning. It says the Lord is using this situation to open some people's eyes because they were asleep. Not conscious. Dead man walking. Sleepwalking in another world, daydreaming in their own world. And now God is shaking some things up. And I'm going to go to Matthew 11 chapter, but I want to say something. I'm going to go to 10 and 39. It says, do not think that I come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. It says, and a man's foe would be those of his own household. Now, I'm just going to break that down. We're not going to be talking about your, your, your house. But let's talk about a miracle. I want to broaden your perspectives of this. And how that we allow some things to come upon our land and we don't understand why God is permitting it, why God is doing it. Sometimes God allows judgment to come from another place to hear, to so people's eyes or America's eyes to be open. You ever notice there's something about America, even when you go overseas, it's like we walk around like we're entitled. When I was coming to work today, they done told everybody to don't uh, have a mask on the door. There's somebody just walk, driving down the road and they are uh, convertible. You got to understand something. Sometimes you done been 
church of 45 something for so long and now God is saying because of my grace and my mercy you have taken it to a place that you just have disregarded me and that you're thinking that it's just a giving thing I remember the movie about six, seven years ago called Blood and Rue, a red blood or something, the red moon blood or something. And I went to that and it was talking about historical facts, how uh, America stepped in. I forgot what president and they used that to help and that America got blessed because they stepped in and helped Israel. America is a blessed place, but now it's going to be causing some... Uh, um, Things to come about. And it's going to cause us to look and see things differently. This is not only going to change the way that we do uh, things spiritually and physically and financially, but it's going to cause us to think about the foreign idols that we have allowed on our land huh? and cause us now to think about everything like Muslims and, and, and Buddha and all of this stuff that we entertain and we just think that we can just serve any kind of God, have any kind of idol, and think God is not going to judge the land. I was talking to a pastor. And I gave you Isaiah 26 and 20. Friday was the 26th, and it's the year 20. Matthew 11. It says the blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended of me. Hear that. God came to do a work in the earth. And he's not going to let man step in his way. I want to go to John 9. But my emphasis, I'm going to skip around John 9. But my emphasis is going to be in verse 39. Because I was looking up in my concordance and I thought this was very interesting when I get down to the 39th verse. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him saying, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? But Jesus gives an awesome answer because that's just like man. We're trying to figure out why, how somebody sinned or how this came upon them. But God said, I don't care what is going on in the world. It is that, my, that I may be glorified amongst my people. And I'm going to tell you something. It's going to take America. It's going to take God to do a, a miracle for America that people's eyes may become blind. I mean, open. That was blind. He said, the Bible, the song said, I was once blind, but now I see. You got to understand something. God's got to work a miracle that the eyes may become open. Verse 3. Neither this man nor his parents sin, but that the works of God shall be revealed in him. A lot of people going to get healed by this. Some people going to get uh, sick and they're going to die. Some people going to get sick and they're going to get healed. And some people, it's, it's not even going to touch them. 
It ain't because we got a, a, the best immune system. It's just a deaf angel passed by you. But God does not do nothing that his name shall not be glorified. When every time God did something for the children of Israel in the Old Testament, it was that his name may be glorified. Now we're trying to glorify the best doctor that cut up our breasts, huh? put implants in, give us buttons, give us stomach tuck, all this kind of stuff, facelift. Oh, but they glorifying the, the physician. But I know a physician. He can cut, snuff, and do everything. Huh? But you ain't got a mark or residue behind it. Going down to John 9 and 5. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Listen to this. See, but that's why, you know, people, I don't understand how can these people speak in tongues and have the spirit of Christ and commit all kind of adultery and fornication and lasciviousness. I don't understand that and not even um, feel, you know, no type of remorse or anything. I know pastors that sitting there doing all kind of stuff, y'all. You don't understand when the devil gets in you, huh? you, it takes away your consciousness. It takes away your reason of doubt. Huh? It'll have you on the floor in the middle of Walmart sleeping with somebody. It'll have you going chasing somebody else's husband, somebody else's wife. Huh? It'll have you kill, murder, steal for money and anything else. You got to understand that when Satan steps in, you cannot control him. He controls you. Oh, but God, through all of that, his mercy and his grace is still sufficient. I may not have everything that I need. Oh, but he has sustained me in my blindness. Verse 6. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. God said, in order for me to bring you up spiritually, I'm going to use something natural that you can see. Because he all he had to do was speak the word. But you got to understand something. Everybody's level of faith is not the same. Everybody's level of understanding is not the same. So he dealt, he, God does things according to people's surroundings and where they are mentally. Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sin. God had to send him. So God sometimes sends situations. And, and that's the situation for you to cleanse yourself. Go to the pool of Siloam. You got to be cleansed from this thing. Therefore, the neighbors and those who it says previously had seen that he was blind and said, is not this he who sat and begged? This is he. Others said, he is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore, they said to him, how were your eyes open? I'm going to tell you something. I'm just going to sum this up to you. Even when God do this miracle, some people still going to try to come, try to come up against it and complain. And, and it was the doctors. They, they came up with a, a cure and all of this kind of stuff. They always going to try to attack what Jesus is doing. You got to understand something. When I look at America, you always got some Sadducees and some Pharisees and uses in here. Everybody's got their own philosophy. You got to understand. 
in his portion. He bleeds in pharmacia. He wants portions, but he doesn't understand. It's God that gives him the wisdom. It is God's earth that caused these things to be. But they're not going to blame. They're not going to give God the credit. They're going to say that it was by their works. And God is speaking to his people that are called by his name. He said, if you repent, turn from your wicked ways. Because a lot of people are going to turn. Some going to turn and be permanent, and some people are going to go back to doing like they used to do. I told you, Ruth and Naomi, Naomi. She had two daughter-in-laws. One went back to her gods. But Ruth clinged to her. <laughs> you better cling to this thing. You don't let nobody talk about it. God going to give people boldness. You're going to say, no, it was the Lord that God. He's the one that brought healing in America. It was the Lord that God that brought healing all over the world. It was the Lord that God that made a way out of no way. When the phantom hit this place, God made a way that my family survived. I didn't have everything that I was used to and accustomed to, but that was part of the judgment. That was part of the sin in this thing that we can come to the place that we respect and honor what God is doing and allowing. That's why this thing is hitting the rich, the middle class, and the poor. We all got the same problem. Never enough. Not good enough. And you do whatever you got to do. They sell their children. Throw them in the fire. So does the poor. So does the middle class. You, you just don't understand that you put your job before it. You put some man before it. It's the same thing. So stop thinking that your, your living is different than somebody is rich. They all do the same thing. It's just that sometimes when you got money, it's just on a wider scale. But sin is sin. It doesn't know a body. It knows a spirit. I'm going to go on down. And you're going to read the rest of it. They were just trying to talk to his parents and all of this kind of stuff. But I want to go here. To go down to verse 31, John 9 and 31. But I'm going to go up for a minute. Let me go to verse 24. So they again called the man who was blind and said to him, give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know that though I was blind, now I see. Some of these people that don't know God. They're going to say, I don't care what you say, but I know I should have been out. But now God saved me, and I was a sinner. 
Because I'm going to tell you something in this hour. Sinner, the people that was not saved are going to get saved. And they're going to run harder for God than some of the people in the church. And But you got to understand something. You, we got to understand something. Everything that God is allowing, everything that God is doing. You can't just get fat and sit in the chair and say, I done did my time. And I'm just reaping the blessing. You got to run until Jesus comes back home. You got to understand something. You may get slow sometime in the race, but you better pick up speed when you see God moving the deaf angel from your house. You better move and get some hasten. He said, told Elijah told the prophet, hasten his armor bearer. You better hasten. This thing is the revival that I need. Revival gives you what? New energy and strength. What I used to do, I'm going to run harder for God until Jesus takes me home. I was blind, but now I see. I was fat, living large, but God brought me down. But he spared my life and my children. Count my job. Count my 401C. I can still retire on time. This is an hour for miracle-working power. I declare it. I decree it in Jesus' name. I can't do nothing but lean on the word. God is testing me in this. He's testing my family. He's seeing what I'm going to do. <laughs> I was blind. <laughs> Some things in my house I couldn't see. Some things in the church I couldn't see. Some things in my job I couldn't see. God is reeling me in from those things that was a distraction to me. That was still in my time and my attention, my focus. <laughs> Sometimes people bring you stuff that make you blinded and they still continue to manipulate you because they're benefiting all the way. But God said, I'm going to cause this thing to come that my people can hear. They can come out. I'm going on down. I want to go down to 35, but my focus is on 39. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said to him, do you believe in the Son of God? See how they did him so bad? And Jesus came in a small voice and said, I heard what they've done to you. But you know I healed you. Do you believe in God? Do you believe? There's going to be a lot of controversy after all of this. <laughs> Nobody wants to take the blame. But after this, everybody wants to take the, to the, the, um, the, um, the, you know, the praise for um, that, they, they, that they did it. See, it's a whole different mindset after the event. See, 
Nobody want to hey, blame nothing. Everybody pushing everything everywhere. It's off of their table. It's just like whoever has the hot potato. Huh? But I guarantee you after all of this, and, and, and God comes in and, and heals the land and, and calls people's minds and, and hearts and bodies to shift and faith and, and what Jesus Christ is really about and serving God is not about a new house, a new car, or God blessing you what you want. It's about Jesus Christ save your soul from darkness huh? and a pit of hell. Huh? You need to understand something. Huh? When, uh, when the man, huh, the rich man, wanted to come back and tell the people that hell was real. It was a gulf between him. He said they got the prophets. They got the evangelists. They got the five-fold ministry. You can't come back, but we still here on the other side. We got to believe by faith. The blind. And the man said to him, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? It didn't say the doctor. He's saying the person that healed him. That he was blind, but now I see. Even though the Pharisees and the Sadducees was trying to say all of these things about me, they tried to curse and blame my mom and my daddy. They tried to say that no, this was not that so. But he said, all I know is that I was blind, but now I see. Verse 37, it says, you have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. You got to know the voice. You better make sure what's speaking in your ears. You got to know there's a voice that sounds like the Holy Spirit, but it's not. That's why you got to know the voice of God. You know the voice of a pastor or evangelist or what somebody prophesying to you. But what is the saying in the still small voice? The old saints used to talk about the still small voice. And now you got to hear the still small voice. I'm going to tell you something. We got to come up into a place that the five, the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost power has to come up into a place in you that you can move according to the spirit. You got to do what the spirit is telling you to do. And it takes time and, and meditation and, and, and fasting and seeking the word of God and really giving God what as we did in the teaching on Friday night huh, about the blood huh, you got to be totally surrendered a lot of people know the word but they not totally surrendered and now this is what this quiet time is going to do it's going to cause you to weigh into the balance where you really are church don't make you say paying your tithes don't make you say the mafia pays tithes. They still go around killing folk. The bishop pays tithes. They don't mean that he don't have a woman in the front row sitting next to the wife. See, you don't understand something. You keep thinking because you have been so churched and religious-minded that you don't understand that God is looking at the heart. He's judging the heart. Not the ways. He said the flesh, it don't mean nothing to me, but it's the heart. When Adam was in the garden, he knew he done wrong. He lied and blamed somebody else. Do you see all of this? Everybody blaming it. It's, it's, it's nothing new under the sun. 
that woman you gave me. But if his heart was in a place, I've been caught and I did it. That's why I tell you about David. David got so far out and he had to get the prophet. But he submitted. But we shouldn't have to get to the place that a prophet got to come and deal with us. Why do you have the Holy Ghost? That's why I'm saying everybody ain't got the Holy Ghost. They got a goat, but it ain't the Holy Spirit speaking. Devil can mimic tongues too in the church. And those that do have the spirit of Christ, of the living God, now God is saying going deeper, going higher in the things of the Lord. And you're going to have to sacrifice some things that you really, really want to do in order to have the greater things in God. Because God honor what? Sacrifice. Then he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. This is very interesting. Verse 39. Jesus said, for judgment I have come into this world, that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. That's a very interesting statement. And I had to study it. And it caught my attention. And this is what the Concordians said. Those who do not see, those people who know they are in spiritual darkness, those who see, to those who think they are in the light but are not. And God was trying to show the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Eusebs that they were not in the place that they thought that they were. Get the revelation of this. For judgment I have come into the world. As I told you in Matthew 30, I didn't come to bring peace on earth but a sword. I come to set some things in order. And it says I have come into the world that those who do not see may see. And that's why God has really been dealing with America for the last 10 years. You got to understand something. Even though the internet was created in Switzerland, you got to see something. God has got a way of exposing things. God's got a way of these people thinking in high places that they know everything. But they don't realize that they are blinded by their own self-ambition. And now God has allowed this to come into the land. To show people in high places and all over the world that he is Lord. And besides him, there is no other. They seeing, but they not seeing. They hearing, but they not hearing. And God is so smart. What I love about God, not only did he put it in the Bible, he put it in some fiction books. So God, see, God can speak to people that's not saved to do it. You can say what you want. One of everything. God is moving in everything. When you understand the energy and the spirit of the living God, you got to understand something. Nothing happens without his permission. Nothing moves or shakes. Nothing happens or, 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 or even manifests without it first being approved in the spiritual realm. Who is in the universe? Who is in the spiritual realm? It is God. And besides him, there is no other. He's a 
almighty God. If he's allowing your son or your daughter, your husband, your wife, to anything that happened to him, he is God and he's allowing it for a reason. But we get mad about it. And even in that, he said, they got a will. You can pray all day long, but they got the will. I can't go over the will. You got to understand some of the prophets that God is a gentleman. I was praying and praying. He still ain't back. But God was trying to do what was in me. He had to take my focus off of that to get me where he wants me to be. You got to stop crying and stop being a baby. Stop being mad at God and get in the will of God. Get in the mind and the heart of God. Test me, try me and see I'm true. Will you understand who he is? His essence, his deity. You'll stop murmuring and complaining. You got to get into it. A deeper place in God. You got to understand that deep is calling to the deep. And if you want to go into deep things, you're going to have to follow the deep. The days are over with putting a $100 line, $300 line. When I came and told these people 15 years ago, they, they thought I was crazy because that's what they were doing. And prosperity did not save me for not one trial or tribulation I had to go through. It was Jesus Christ and what he allowed and what he didn't allow, what he permitted and what he didn't permit. I don't care. I don't want to be in his uh, permissive wheel. I want to be in the wheel. Whatever you do, I want to have a trust and a faith in Jesus Christ. It's going to stop you from worrying and complaining. You're going to God over and over again. Now I say, go, however you will do it. Whatever you do, just build up faith and trust in me. And if you allow the wind and the storm and the tornado to come, I know that you're in control. And if you don't allow nothing but the doorpost of my house to stand in this storm, guess what, God? You're going to give me what I need to build a new house. Oh, my God, because I put the blood on the doorpost. When the wind came, everything else fell, but the doorpost still stood. One of my babies up in, in Fairfax, Virginia, there was a storm years and years ago in Petersburg. She sent me a picture where the church got tore up. Oh, but the Bible was on the pulpit. Everything else was torn down, but the pulpit and the Bible was still in place. The power of God is real. I was once blind, but now I see. I want to go to Luke 4. I'm going to tell you some things that God spoke to me about. Luke 4 and 18 and 19 is the same as Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'm reading straight King James. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. And recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty, it says, them that are what? Bruised. It 
in my New King James Version. It says that to set at liberty those who are what? Oppressed. To preach to the scepter year of the Lord. God is bringing Isaiah and Luke to their forefront now. There's no other gospel now to preach but Jesus Christ. Nobody wants to get their hands dirty. I told this church one thing. I said, God said, you can buy all them fancy clothes if you want to. He said, but you won't wear them. It's time to work now. Because the power is in the work. It's time now to set aside everything and do the work of Jesus Christ. God says, he says, now I'm getting their attention. I can preach to them now. They can hear my words. This is what he was speaking to me this morning. He said, I got their attention now. And guess what? It's going to get a little worse. Because some people are stopping as a mule. Some people are just hard-headed. So what it takes for some people, it may not take for everybody. I remember one time, I was so stubborn and hard-headed. Miss Hayes, my mom would sit there and beat me, and I'd do this. That made her beat me harder. See, them licks didn't mean nothing. I was used to it. Now, my sister, she didn't do, take my mama through nothing. It was me. I was the oldest. I, I was used to two or three cakes and bake, you know. <laughs> Told I wanted that car, and she brought me this little uh, fake car. I like, I got mad. I want a car. My, my cousin them got one, I want one too. I was used to getting everything I wanted. She didn't have much, but my mama would lay everything down for me and my sister. Had to have my own phone, everything. Everything had to be in place. Some people were in the house of God, but did not have, but he, God said, I did not have their full attention. You're in the house of God, but you don't, you, don't, you don't have God's full attention. That's why people got to pound and, and beat you and make you praise the Lord because your mind is somewhere else. But God said, now, nah, I got your attention. So you got to remember what made God mad was the murmuring and complaining. He said it was the Lord that God that brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. It was me that delivered you from Pharaoh when Pharaoh was the hard taskmaster. And then you get here in the wilderness, which was only a three-day journey. Now I had to make it, what, 40 years? My people didn't hearken to my voice. They continue to do other things. And I wanted to tell you something. It's something in 1 Peter, I think. When God talks about the pastor's heart and, and how they mistreat the people. 
and I'll get that later, but I'll get you after that. But it's something in First Peter, it talks about pastors not doing right. But I looked up the word attention. Notice taking of something or someone. It says regarding of someone or something as interesting or important. Number two, I'm talking about Wikipedia now. It says that mental, it says faculty are considering or thinking, as far as are taking notice of something or something. The mental. Joyce Meyer was not awful. She said that battlefield is in the mind. Attention. We come to the church, we focusing on clothes, we focusing on what everybody's driving, what everybody's doing, and we ain't even focusing on God. God said, yeah, I took the anointing from the, the, the praise team that dress all kind of perverted and provocative. How can they, they, they sing to you and they, they all lustful? See, you don't understand about the temple. You need to go back to the old days. And when you go back to the old way in the Bible, honey, I'm going to tell you something. Them priests, if they wasn't right, what you think he did for the priests? What you think he'll do for the sheep? Honey, I'm going to tell you something. They would be dead. They had to tie something around their waist. When they didn't hit the bells, they knew the priest was full of sin and perversion. And he dropped dead in the temple. That's why I tried to tell you, God is taking us from the outer course to the inner course into the holy of holies. Now God said, before I let this next move come, and that's them come closer to me, I got to kill some things. They just come to me any kind of way. The weekend is the worst time. People do crazy stuff during the week. And they get right up here and sing and preach to you. But you're so caught up in the performance, you don't even know the spirit. My pastor's prophecy, prophecy, prosperous, excuse me. Oh, they drive a Mercedes, a, a Lamborghini, a Bentley. I can't say no, uh, I can't say no Toyota and Ford now. Mm-mm. They ain't got no anointing. That's not a level of prosperity. I'm going to tell you something. Them people didn't have all of that. If they live right, heaven belonged to them. They had good minds, good bodies. They had faith in God. He said, let me cause a famine to come upon the people. I'm going to start dealing with them with closer things. And God said, let me start touching what they really love. One thing about God, when he starts coming in, he comes all the way in. Now your obedience stopped the judgment from coming. Because um, I need to go back to Matthew 10. He said, I caused a disturbance in that house. I caused some turmoil. That's why he said repent. Repent means to turn away. 
And even when the devil tries to bring those urges or thoughts, you better fight with all your might and, and all your strength and your Holy Ghost. But people don't, they just love lust. They just love their flesh. Their flesh just rule them. It just tells them anything they want to do. And a lot of times it gets us in trouble. You can't follow everything that feels good. Feel good ain't good for you. And you walk around here blind. Captivated by your own emotions. It says shortage, hunger. God said, I got to dry up that flesh. You ain't gonna be able to feed it everything you want. And I'm not talking about just sex, I'm talking about food, cravings, uh, uh, all of this other stuff that we want to do and buy. You need to see this. The blind. And you can read Isaiah 61 as well. I'm not going to go there. But I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.